quality over quantity anyway. Okay, let me think of what we want to do for a coldie. And I think like in uh, in general, let's make it at least seem like we're going to keep doing more consistently. Yeah, we'll lie. Yeah. We'll tell them, we're like, hey, we're figuring it let's out. Let's just say that we've got a lot of episodes coming. Yeah, we have a lot planned. Yeah. We have a lot of new fantastic ideas that are going to keep this pod current and happening all the time. Let's say so that people we've recorded don't. 10 this weekend that we will be putting out. We'll say that. Yeah, we'll say we recorded 10 and we're going to be just keep dropping them every week. Yeah. All right, cool. We'll say that even though that's they'll catch on pretty quick, but you know. I don't think they will. It's a white lie. It's a little white lie. It's like what we were talking about earlier, lying on social media. It's good. Yeah, you have to lie. Yeah. That's how you you need to treat fans and people who support you like slaves who owe you everything. I totally agree. Yeah. Like we don't I mean like well, what are we, they're just happy to have, you know, some just like slop in the trough. Right. You know what I mean? They're just filthy little pigs and they get what they deserve, which is, you know, whatever we want to give them. Whatever from like our, you know, nobility, you know, our philanthropy mm-hmm. they are presenting to them. <clears throat> we could also do a Dead Last Podcast remaster and re release all of our old episodes. We could remaster them and add more sound effects and stuff yeah. like that. Like some screwball stuff, maybe some like Simpsons. Yeah, no, I do like the George like, Lucas. Oh, yeah. like, like CGI slapsticks of like an alien toad. Like at this point, when in Brandon's analysis of aliens, a, a space toad came out and licked him. <laughs> Oh, you can hear it. It's like an ASMR kind yeah. of experience. Okay, when we're describing things. Yeah. I like that. We could do more ASMR as, you know, I, we we did do it's always some, gonna, we did some it's ASMR. Part. We did the Gremlins, um, Ghoulies, and Critters ASMR. Right. Do you remember that? Yeah. That was pretty good. It's, I, I want to talk about some, uh, some of that, actually, in this episode when we get to Halloween H2O. Okay. Some of the most disgusting sounds I've ever heard in my life. Okay, in cool. Movie. Well, we'll just get it, you know. We'll start it. So, uh, well, yeah, let's start. We should start. Let's we'll start, start the, episode. the episode. Let's start the episode. Yeah. We'll start the episode. <clears throat> Whenever you're ready, you can do pick a cold. Opener. Okay. It, de- dead, last. Dead, dead last. Dead last dead podcast, last podcast baby. baby. We're here. You missed us, didn't you? We haven't done a podcast in what? Like six months, I think. <laughs> yeah, probably like more. Seven months. The Seven last, months. The last one was July 16th. Damn, it was our dude. home improvement episode. That was pretty good. Part though. two. That was fun. It was very fun. Yeah, Mark Gallagher. Damn. Yeah. So it's been a while. Uh, I was kind of nervous about it for a while because I was like, I didn't. Uh, I was gonna message you and be like, you know, are we still doing the podcast? Right. You know, we just kind of hadn't tried. It was that it was like an uncomfortable point yeah. where it's like, we get a shit or we gonna get off the pot here. Right. So we decided to take shit. <laughs> <laughs> back, baby. Yeah, we're back. Feels good to be back. Yeah, it's back. I mean, I missed you. You know. Yeah, you too, man. You know, if we didn't do the podcast, we just wouldn't hang out. It's not like we it's like. True. We don't like actually like each other like outside of. Well, we had dinner broadcast, together broadcast tonight thing. because of this podcast. We try and reinvigorate the relationship. Yeah, had exactly. a little spice back in there. Exactly. You know, reconnect. Yeah. Figure out what's going on. It's been a sexless marriage the last seven yeah. months. Yeah, a dead bedroom. Yeah. You know, <laughs> a dead studio. Yeah. So it's hard. It's yeah. always hard to come back with that kind of thing in a relationship. But, you know, we're doing it. We're reigniting. We're, we're coming back. We're staying together for the kids. Yes. You know? Exactly. That's It's not about us. It's about And it's the for kids. the fans yeah. that we respect. Yeah. And that's why we're doing it. We respect the fans, and we want to give them what they want. So we're proud to announce that we're going to be dropping an episode every week 
for the next four months. So just hold on. Just strap on. Just get ready, you know, because it's going to be great. One episode a lot week for of content. four months. A lot of content coming your We've way. We've already reviewed movies that haven't even come out yet. Yeah, we got some screeners. We, uh, we're yeah. big shots now. Uh, yeah. How has your whole time been in between the interim? Um, good, busy. You know, we were we had a busy fall. I mean, I really wanted to be able to try and you know get get some pods in. It's just been tough to get to Boston. We the special was on the road for about like three months, on and off, not straight. And then in Connecticut, just playing tennis and I just play tennis in Connecticut, being rich and white and whatever people do in well connecticut right i've been gigging in new haven i got a residency in new haven it's mm-hmm. definitely not rich and white in new haven i don't i think you're lying some of it but uh the gun wave in new haven gun wave is that a type of a uh, new type of music it's a dance that we do okay the gun wave. we all get into the street at two in the morning and everyone takes whatever paraphernalia or weapon they have on them and they start swinging it around their heads and it's fun yeah the battle cry. I'd like to get a gun. Yeah, it's great. It's important to have in New Haven. I always have a gun and um, paraphernalia on me there. Yeah, paraphernalia helps. Yeah, protect against guns. You need paraphernalia, right? I'm having trouble figuring out what you mean by paraphernalia. Well, contraband, drug, um, contraband, um, crack pipes, drug paraphernalia. Well, it could be anything. I mean, paraphernalia it, is just that's a pretty well. Weapon is a paraphernalia too, broad. isn't it? Anything like a, really kind of is like well, not anything is paraphernalia. Well, I mean, I mean, what yeah. about drugs themselves? That's not paraphernalia. No, I mean it's stuff to be consult for. I mean, yeah, look up what paraphernalia means and don't lie to me because I know when you do. No, I got a new computer and this one is all. A- this is an accurate model. So oh, that's what it was before. <clears throat> My okay, last yeah, model yeah. was inaccurate. It was just bugged. Um, paraphernalia, miscellaneous articles, especially the equipment needed for a particular activity. Okay. Drill, saws, and other paraphernalia necessary for home improvement. Yeah, so it's a wide gate. You can't just say paraphernalia in general. I meant illegal paraphernalia. Okay, that's more a little more specific. I can understand a little more. In yeah. New Haven, people have illegal paraphernalia. It's not, yeah. Okay, they don't just have saws and, right. you know... Like microphones, like this is a recording paraphernalia, right? You know what I mean. Well, I mean, yeah, saws can s- still be illegal paraphernalia depending on the context. Like if we were doing the, I don't. If think we were dancing in the street, with I don't, the still don't think it's illegal to just have a saw. It depends on how you use it. You, you can walk down the saw. street with a saw. You can walk down the street you with a saw. That's fine. Officer isn't gonna come up to you and be like, I legally don't think they can. You can walk around the street with a saw. I can walk around with a chainsaw if I want. It's my goddamn right. I believe that in Boston. I believe the cops would just be like, I don't even care. Brady's yeah. not in the fucking big game this year. Yeah, what's the point, huh? La- yesterday, I was leaving Club Passim in Cambridge. I was there with Jen. She was Bob Dylan used to write songs there. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a cool spot. It's mm-hmm. very mellow. Um, and we were leaving at the end of the night, and um, one of the people that worked there was like, be careful. My husband said she that he's out there, and there's a person screaming, and, and he's going to call the cops on him. And we're like, why? And she's like, I don't know, but... My husband doesn't feel safe. Yeah, like, people are screaming all the time. Like, it's the city. I, well, I was like, okay. So, so yeah. we went out, and there was a cop talking to a guy in a car, and the guy in the car was like explaining something, clearly kind of distraught. And I went up to the cop, and I was like, "Hey, I heard there's a guy screaming around here. Like, is that is it safe to walk to our cars?" Or, and he's like, "He's like, oh, well, he he's probably just hiding or something now. We don't know where he is. So yeah, it's fine." 
That's not with the. I'm like, oh, he's just hiding. That's not the response. <laughs> it's like, no, it's fine. He's we don't know where he is. He just so didn't it's care. Probably fine. He just didn't yeah. care. He told me he's probably hiding. So I was like, oh well, thanks. <laughs> yeah, I've got this under control. You have no idea where he is, so you're safe. So I think in Good. Cambridge, if you walk down the street with any kind of weapon or paraphernalia or a saw, he's gonna be like, just it. just keep keep moving, buddy. Yeah, keep it just, long. Keep that keep that thing away from me, but keep on moving. I like that. Yeah. Blue lives matter, dude. Yeah. We've always said that hey. on this podcast. Hey, man. Hey, hey, hey. This is a Punisher, you know, thin blue line podcast. That's yeah, true. I love it. Stick to our guns. You I get, it? Uh, you get it. Oh, I get it. I get it, dude. Hell yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so uh, we're glad to have you back. Yeah, thanks. So it's good to be it's back, good to be back in Boston, back in the pod. Yeah. So uh, t- how's everything going with you? Comedy life and good. Good. I did. Part. I did the residency in October. I did show every single month of October at the comedy studio. Um. It was it was great. I yep. did my tenure as the resident hot dog at Coney Island in Worcester. Wow, nice. Uh, ten year. What ten, my ten year. You, you okay. You know, not I didn't do ten years. <laughs> you say that. It was a, a year. It was a year. A year long. <laughs> still impressive. Yeah, still pretty good. Yeah. You know? One show a month for a whole year. It's not that much, but that's great. That's good. Yeah. That's two, the hot dog two, place. Two residencies uh, yeah. one year for a comedy. Yeah, that's, that's great. A, that's great, man. That's the goal, right? That is a goal. For yeah. comedians, the residency is really something that... It's good. It helps, yeah. Yeah. Put some, uh, you know, some, some hair in my chest. Made me strong. Right. Made me very strong. You look strong. I look fat. It's winter. I'm very fat you right look now. strong and powerful. Well, I guess so. Sturdy. Sturdy, for sure. I guess so. Yeah. You look suave with your little haircut. Thank you. You're a little cutie, you know? Yep, I got my haircut. What did you call your haircut? What, what, I'm how what, did you describe I'm, it Well, I'm... Uh, I'm in an indie indie rock band now. Indie I'm, phase, I'm, I'm, okay. yeah, I'm indie phase. That's we're, we all have short hair now. <clears throat> we did the jam band thing. I had the man bun. Um, it's just kind of over. It's just yeah, the jam bands. It's just dying. Like we gotta let go. I mean, we still play in this jam band scene, and it's just kind of like funny to me. Really, we're you know we're not that. And we're and, above it now. Um, we're not like above it so much as that we're better than it. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean. Fair enough. I never thought about it like that. It's not like looking down on it. It's like gazing, like with vertigo. You're on Olympus. (laughs) Yeah, watching all these little ants, you know, in the distance. That's what it is. And uh, getting a haircut like kind of means that status. I'm proud of you, man. Um, Thank you. So yeah, this was the next step for me. I got my haircut recently too. I went from kind of being just like a like a grave digger to more of just like a a pedophile squire kind of thing is what i'm going for and um pedophile squire pedophile squire yeah like i'm in train like i'm <laughs> training to be like <laughs> a pedophile knight are squires typically like younger and kind of like an apprentice kind of role yeah it's not a great position so you, so you would assume you're really going after young folk yeah yeah i would think that's the uh the system the feudal it's great pedophilic system yeah that i'm not probably gonna, existed i'm not gonna google that yeah, I don't think don't. <laughs> no one should search any stuff like that. Just we'll bleep all that out. Yeah, let's edit this. I'll bleep all that all that We're stuff off. out. Our big comeback is off to a bit of a racy start here. Oh uh, well, the great thing was is we got some free Fireball at the liquor store. Yes, tonight's show is brought to you by Free Fireball by the whiskey. cool lady at the who worked at the liquor store. Yeah, who was just like I was trying to buy this thing at Fireball, and she's like, "Who's this for?" I'm like, "It's you know for the boys." <laughs> like we're the boys. I'm like we're the boys. We're the boys. Yeah, we're the boys. Yeah. And then and then she said, 
you know what? This one's on me. I want to get you guys fucked up. I'm right. Like, okay, that's the craziest thing I've ever seen happen in a liquor store. You can't just give the product that you sell just away I, because I, you feel like it. I mean, you were like mid-swipe with the card, and she like comes down, and she's like, oh, you don't got to do that. I yeah. want to get you guys fucked up. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? What an amazing woman. Damn, yeah. We're, we're not going to say where. We don't want to get I her don't fired. Say where, she's, but it is somewhere in Austin, and this lady... Shouts shouts out to her. She's the she's the queen. Yeah, she was I can't I just I still can't believe that happened. That's just a ridiculous thing to do. It's just Right. You know, you're risking your job to just like be nice and give people alcohol. I just feel like these these people that work in a liquor store in Austin, they're always kinda, you know, like one eye open, always looking to see these like skeevy kids stealing liquor. Yeah, you never see when I, I mean, when I go to Blanchard's, I feel like I'm in a prison. I did, me too. You know what I mean? Because they have those people up on high, yeah, like watching all the employees. They have a watchtower, and yeah, they have a little watchtower. Yeah, and they're watching all the employees and all the customers, and I just never feel comfortable. I feel I feel weird when I go in. There. If you're on yeah. if you're on the phone at Blanchard's, you can see some of the employees like like put like an antenna up, or they have these headset mics. They dial in. They're listening. Yeah, they'll listen. Yeah, they'll listen it's to your call. A, it's a black ops site, I think. Yeah, there's something going on that's not... Sometimes the liquor store is a front at Blanchard's. I think we all... That's the only place that stayed in business as long as anywhere else it's weird. on I've Harvard never, yeah, I've never known anyone who's actually worked there. So it seems like they I could have. be having I agents. Do, really? Do you think they have any types of like dossiers that we he could get our hands on? He actually is an agent now, so... Interesting. Yeah. So he works for the government now, after Blanchard's. Yeah. So that's an interesting... Well, was it after? You know? Yeah. Might have all all along. Damn, dude, that's a psyop. Maybe I think it goes. I think there's a reason why every store turns into every business on Harvard Ave becomes Korean barbecue or a boba tea place at some point, except for Blanchard's. I yeah, think why ma- are they staying so strong? Right. Like, do people like liquor and booze that much? You know uh, are what there I mean? that many alcoholics in Austin? Yeah, are there that many people who want to drink alcohol? Like, I don't know, man. Yeah, it's hard to say. It's hard to say, but what can you do? We're, we're powerless, you know. I mean, the, the dismal I, tide. It's been, uh, yeah, it's tough times out there for some people. Not everybody kind of goes in to a liquor store talking about their big comeback episode and have a yeah. nice lady at the store give you a free thing of Fireball. I guess you just got to tell her that you're the boys. Right. She's like, who are the boys? We're like, wait, us. We're the boys. Yeah. You're, lo- you're looking at um, lady. Pardon me, but <laughs> ma'am, we're the boys. So if we could have this for free. Right. That'd be, we can just move this right along. But we can yeah. just go in there always now. Yeah. And just be like, hello, ma'am, it's us again. The, the boys. boys. Wink, wink, wink. wink. Yeah. Like, oh, hell yeah. Hey, boys, there yeah, we go. Yeah. Just like taking out the champagne All bottles. Right. Boys, boys, yeah. boys, boys. They're boys. back, everybody. Yeah, yeah. Everyone cheers. Yeah. They're doing another episode. <laughs> yeah. Get these boys <laughs> looking up. Fucking Lizzie starts playing yeah. whenever we walk in. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I got to go back there. Yeah. Let's go to the back there after this episode. Damn. I feel like young kings, dude. Princes, I guess. Yeah. Some that, might say. That's a young king, I guess. I feel like a young king. Yeah. You're more of a prince, I guess. But yeah, we're back to podcasting. I you know it's been... Yeah. I you know Joe Rogan canceled. So... He canceled? No, he got... He, we, people were trying to cancel him for, you know, after he endorsed Bernie. People were trying to go after him. So, really? So he's done. He's so, not So done. we're in. He we're recorded... swooping in. Okay. We're, the, we're new... I'm down to take new Rogan's rogues. place. Yeah. New rogues. He's been... He's had it too good for too long. We Should we um just be really condescending towards all our guests about why they should do more psilocybin? 
I think so. I think we should definitely take that turn, and I feel like that would cater to the. You fans. don't do mushrooms. Also, the fans. No offense, but the fans that you bring to the table would definitely enjoy some stuff like that. I agree. If we just start talking about like, hey, have you? Do you like you like drugs, man? Right. Well, my yeah, guitarist man. doesn't listen to this podcast, but he listens to Joe Rogan. Exactly. So he'll play it in the van. I'd be like, can we, can we listen to somebody that's not um, antagonizingly telling me to do mind altering substances? Really? So yeah. John, John does not listen. He not to, to the us. podcast. No. He, he doesn't like it. He gets enough of my opinion IRL. He really? does not care to hear it recorded. Wow, okay. What a cool uh, art partner. <laughs> this is my life away from... The special is my career. This is my this pride is, and joy. This is what gives my life purpose. Yeah. That last podcast. Dude, I can't mix all of that shit together. We're art partners, and right. I listen to every single special release. Thank you. I write down by hand every one of the track listings that you, you guys put you out. Do, you do that? And I, I try to, you know, I graph it and see, you know, what hmm. you guys play more and what you guys are playing recently. And oh, right. I don't like it. Right. You know, I don't like the music, but we're partners, yeah. and I think it's important you still for me support to like, it. take your art seriously. You Thank know? you. Even though it is just, you know, it's never going to, you know, amount to work anything. out or amount yeah. to anything yeah. or be good. I still will support it. Well, to be honest, that's you know? why I gave you the call, and that's why we're back. The boys are back. The boys are back. Okay. It's time for me to make something in my life. I can't just keep playing in a band and getting up there. And it's hard to get real. You can have realistic expectations. I want to start life. being, yeah, I want to start and getting serious. I'm in my the, 30s. The way we do it is we podcast and we make money and we do Patreons mm. and we offer, uh, I don't know, like a 15 minute uh, video that I make for a Patreon. People give us just thousands of dollars. I still think we should do that. Yeah. Some artwork. Can we talk a little bit about the painting of you? Oh, the painting? Yeah. Okay. Oh, so after, there's a nice painting of me and my friend Lisa Lang did of me, you know, naked mm. with my little rat on my shoulder. Is that potato? Or that which? is potato. When potato yeah. passed, uh, she did that piece of art. R.I.P. Potato. For me. Yeah, R.I.P. Potato. But I do, I just got three new rats. You have three new rats. I got three new rats. So now I have five total. I got Laser and Blaze, the old grump boys. Cool. I got three new babies. I got, we got a uh, little gray guy with little white little white legs his name's truck truck uh then we have basil who's kind of like a cream color guy with a bunch of like gray markings all over him then we have spud who spud. is his spiritual successor to potato oh he's a brown guy he's he's white he's, he's, like, white. he's okay. cream colored with like a champagne like hood on his face wow know? yeah they're all very cute he's got little red eyes a too. new rat family yeah new rat family you're the rat baby you gotta get him. Right. Gotta get it going that's incredible. Started off right. <clears throat> I saw the painting. I, I shared it from the Dead Last Instagram page. Um, you know, we hadn't been on there in a little while, so we were trying to get all our social media activated again, you know, primed for the comeback. And I shared it to Facebook, assuming it was linked to the Dead Last page, and it just posted on my personal page last night. I think it's better that way. And I'm, yeah. I was like, I'm not deleting this. This is yeah, fantastic. A lot of positive feedback. A lot, a lot of people really were into it. I got a lot of uh, when I ver first posted. I got a lot of gay thirst because hmm. I have very beefy butt cheeks in the picture. Yeah, a lot of gay thirst. Um, a lot of messages. Really about you, it? Yeah, you, you yeah. had some, yeah. some people in your DMs after. Yeah, this? I had some people slide in my DMs. Really? About my, yeah, I Let's had, like, hear it. I had Let's three guys slide in my DMs Shut about up. my uh, my my beefcake. Uh, what they butt say? Cheeks. Oh, I don't remember what they said. It was Come just on. like just look like, just compliments, you know. Great butt. Yeah, I was like, hello, you know. Somebody messaged me last night yeah. thinking it was me and was like, Haha, nice butt, da da da. I was like, Thank you. It's not mine, <laughs> but thank you. It's me. 
It's not you. I said I, yeah, I didn't say, take hey. I didn't take credit for these well, beefy cheeks. Not, yeah. And I like just the little cheeks. bits of like spiky hair. Like it's almost like a very like I look like I have kind of dready. I look a little ratty, you know. They do look like yeah, you do look like you have dreads. I also look like I have a goatee. You look like an indie filmmaker with a I look like Rob butt. Zombie's kid. Yeah, you look, look like, like very Rob Zombie. Jimmy Zombie. Jim Zombie. James Zombie. <laughs> yeah. My older brother, Spider and Rob. <laughs> Anybody can check out this uh, painting. It's on our dead last Instagram, but it's also on me and Brandon's personal Facebook pages. How is Spider Zombie, you think? What's Spider Zombie? Isn't Spider the guy from Power Man 5000? Isn't that Rob Zombie's brother? Is it? I always thought so. I have no Could idea. Could be wrong. I but can't say I've Spider. listened to... To power I could be Man wrong on all though. accounts. His name couldn't be Spy- could not be Spider, and he could not be related to Rob Zombie. But that's what I thought. I don't really think that warrants um, looking up. But um, we can just say that it's right. I like to just roll with that and just have that as fact. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't look like you. Spider One lead vocals. Okay, that's his I'm name. right on the one one for two so far. Um, Spider One. Michael David Cummings is his real name. Doesn't say anything about being Rob Zombie related. Really? Okay. <clears throat> Look at those bleach spike tips, though. Oh, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on. We got something here? Um. Okay, yep. Older brother. Michael David Cummings, born in Haverhill, Mass. in 68. There we go. His older brother, Robert Bartleth Cummings, is there. better known as musician and film director Rob Zombie. Nailed it, dude. Two wow, for two. You're right. Don't fuck with me on Power Man 5000 trivia. Hey. Or Rob Zombie trivia. I wasn't claiming that I knew it, but I i mean, it was worth looking up, actually. I like that that's not his claim to fame, though. At least he's Spider-1 frontman of Power Man 5000, not Spider-1 Rob Zombie's little brother. Yeah, he's got his own very lucrative career with uh, That's pretty with, cool. They're two a, a brothers, and they both they both became um, metal musicians, hard rock. I wonder if Power Man 5000 still exists. People must like them. You know I, what I mean? I'll tell you yeah. what, dude. All, with the amount of bands that are coming, do you see that Nickelback is doing their anniversary tour, and of that, of oh, whatever fucking oh, album? Like, yeah, the, the one how you remind me. Yeah, they're doing I that. Bought it. Disturbed. Silver, silver side up. Silver side up. Yeah. Um, Disturbed is doing a Down with the Sickness, like twenty year, twenty five year anniversary. They're I mean, very profitable. It, these anniversary tours are are big cash grabs. I, I think bands. what really started it big time was uh, the emo bands really started to do it heavy. Mm. Yeah, because uh, I'm, I'm a big emo guy, and like uh, probably probably like seven years ago, seven or eight years ago, they really people started going hard with like uh, these anniversary tours, so, like playing like, hey, we're mm. doing this album. Yeah, like we're doing like a first album that everyone loved, and we're gonna go around and we're gonna reunite and do this album. And shit. Yeah, and, I think that yeah, a lot of a lot of bands do that. I think everyone does that. I mean, all it's, these... it's, it's nice because it's just like, hey, sure. you know, we all love this album. We'll this band's back together again. Like we don't have to. Right. Go see you play new shit. We don't want new music. It's the 2020s now, so a lot of these 90s yeah. artists were, you know, were coming up on these big milestone anniversaries, and mm-hmm. they cash in on it. They the marketing is there. They've got the tour art because it's the album. It's great. It's, yeah, because then you can. It, it makes the shows like more accessible because it's like, hey, you know, there's so many bands that you listen to and then don't keep up with. Sure. You know, and they go. Like, that oh, sounds like oh, a fun like, thing. Oh, like, I'll go see them. I don't have to know any of their. I remember that album. Right. Yeah, it's yeah. nice. You guys should consider doing that. We're gonna this year. We're gonna cash in on yet. Yeah, it'll be the five year anniversary of our Omni Squid album. That's our first anniversary album, and uh, it's gonna be a huge cash grab for us. I like that. Hey, I was at the release party. The Omni Squid. Were you? Yeah, at Wonder Bar. 
Oh, you guys that, did a listening. I did l- the listening. Yeah, the pre-listening right. thing. Well, I don't. Maybe it wasn't a release party, but you guys just released. That it. was yeah, no, yeah, it was. It was like the listening, but we had a release party in an art gallery in Kent. Oh, nice. Time, okay, not too long after. Yeah, that was the first time we played it. Nice. This was about around around the time we met because I've been doing yeah. comedy for five years. Right. Yeah. And I met you right when I was starting to do comedy. So we could even do our anniversary tour. We could do yeah, dead last anniversary. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, f- five 20, years, bud. We, five, got, we got five years together. Is, it, is our was our first podcast? It, oh no, I don't know. I don't. I don't think. I don't know if I don't think we did. Uh, we we didn't start doing podcast podcast right about, but yeah, as uh, as doing friendship, doing friendship. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's nice. Bears to us, man. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Cheers to that. Cheers to that, man. I'll cheers some of this. Ignite the the night, dude. Fireball. So we didn't do a year in review episode yeah. at all, but um. <clears throat> do you want to talk real quick about like uh your thoughts yeah. on, on 2019 and horror in general yeah 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 um so really you know i i like i was saying to you earlier to you know to be honest i didn't see as many horror movies this year as i did the past year um october i wasn't able like that's usually when i try to get in there and catch a lot of new releases and um lispecha was really busy with lispectacle and starting this fall tour and i just didn't have a, the chance to check many out um, I saw a couple big ones though, so I'm, I'll go down the list real quick. I, I don't have a top ten list. I didn't create one this year, but I'll just go over some of uh some some of this year's horror movies that I saw. Give it um, to me, baby. All right. So starting like kind of most recently, um, with what I've seen, um, I watched uh, Ready or Not. I love Ready. I, or it not. was really entertaining, really fun. Yeah, Th- that's a movie where it's like that movie's so funny, and I cannot believe. That guy got away with that ending. I feel like he, mu- there must have been, like a battle with the studio. I feel like there's no way the studio. I'm would- trying to remember how it even ended now. I'll do. Should I just say it? Just spoil it. Yeah. They just start exploding. Oh yeah! Wow, that it's was all, all wild. the demon stuff is real, and they just start fucking exploding. And, but it, and it's like graphic, bloody yeah. red explosions. Sorry for the spoilers, but like, it's still it's, worth watching. Dude, the, the movie is a really insane. entertaining the ending ride. Is fucking. It is so awesome, and I can't believe that they let that happen. It, it really could have gone either way. I, I wasn't yeah. expecting it to just kind of end. Okay, this they're they're all just crazy rich people. That seemed to be the yeah. direction they were going in. Yeah, but they just they just went for it, and it, yeah, and I feel like that's something that I feel like a studio would hate, and I feel like they probably right. had a giant argument about the ending of that movie, and I can't believe right. It happened because it so... nullifies any a sequel, leaving it open for a sequel. Oh yeah, it's just, but it's it's it like makes the movie yeah. like it makes like it yeah it is a good movie, but the ending it's like it blows my mind. It's fun. It I did so forget sick. it, but um, so yeah, sick. it was fun. Oh my god! Yeah, ready or not, was yeah, it's fun. It's worth seeing. It's uh, it's it's on demand and everything now. Um, I watched the nun. <clears throat> did you see the nun? I watch half the nun, and then I'm like, you know how I feel about all these Conjuring movies and Conjuring verse, and stuff. you don't like the Conjuring verse. You know this, yeah. I forgot that you don't like it. it. What about Annabelle Comes Home? I did not watch that. No. Okay, that's good. Um, I, I I watched two Conjuring movies. The nun sucks. It's bad. Um, it, the nun starts out okay. I kind of like that, like old Dracula kind of 18th century spooky church vibe. I, I I dig that as a backdrop. Um, it was really stupid. Um. The nun isn't even in the fucking movie. It's just like a bunch of kind of like creepy religious stuff. It doesn't make sense. It's terrible. Um, but Annabelle Goes Home is actually pretty good. 
Um, that's the third movie in the Annabelle third franchise. Annabelle. Yeah. So let me ask you something. Do they yeah. introduce any other monsters in The Nun for them to spin off? Uh, no, no. No? They're, I heard there's like a beast or something like that. Um, No. There's okay, not. There's a couple like kind of random like possession. It's 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 a possession movie. It, it's very exorcist y, you okay. know. I mean they kinda want to set it up like the old priest go and check it out. It's like I said, it starts out promising and it gets pretty shitty. Okay, here's what I really want to talk to you about. Yeah. Doctor Sleep. Did you read the book or did you just read the trend? I, I I didn't read Doctor Sleep. Okay. Or see it. You didn't see it? No. Oh, really so we can't talk about it. Well, you can talk about it. Okay. Well I so, want to see it. So I heard they just released like a three hour yeah. cut. Yeah. Um so I definitely want to see that. I liked it a lot. There's some things that are left to be desired. Because mm. um, they, they bring back uh, these new actors to play, like old characters. I will say the guy who they have playing uh, Scatman Crothers' character, amazing. Wait, they recast like yeah. The Shining? Yeah. Really? But it's because he's like a ghost in it and it's like talking to him. Oh, interesting. Uh, and the, yeah, the guy they chose to recast for Scatman is fucking awesome. They have somebody like, who... He, he, looks, he, looks, he looks and talks just like him. He's right. great. Yeah. He's fantastic. They, they recast Why don't Shelley you Duvall. come over here, Danny? Yeah, hey, Doc. Yeah. Hey, Doc. Um, yeah, Shelly Duvall and... who do, And they uh, have a Jack Nicholson, like, standing? Yeah. How's that? Not the best. Yeah. Shelly Duvall's one is good, but the Jack Nicholson... Everything that the scenes are with Jack Nicholson's... Uh, like, ghosts that happen in this movie are just, like, it's... I feel like that really should have been this type of like deep, really climax, and then they really like explore like with this conversation and stuff between them, and they don't really hit the notes of it very well. Hmm. That's the only thing that really bothered me. But otherwise, I thought it was like a pretty good movie. I can't believe yeah. that like because I, I I know a concept of what the book was about. Yeah, I, I kind all. of know what the book. It's very about. strange to even think about doing a sequel to Shining, but yeah. Yeah, it worked very well. And it's Mike Flanagan. You can't fucking beat the guy. The yeah. guy's unstoppable. He's great. He's fucking unstoppable right yeah. now. Yeah, he's so hot. Yeah. Okay. Good. Well, I'm glad yeah. to hear you liked it. it it's yeah. definitely on my list. Um, I definitely want to see it. Really enjoyed it. Let's see. Uh, we got uh, crawl. It's fun. I loved crawl. Crawl's pretty fun. Crawl was my shit, yeah. dude. Come on. Alligators in town. The berry pepper back in town. The boys are back in town. Uh, midsummer. What did you think about midsummer? I liked it a lot. I hated it. I like to watch the final cut. Like, uh, oh, why, why didn't you like it? I uh, I'll give you a little bit of uh, background. Okay. Seeing it. Um, I went with Flaherty and Jen mm-hmm. and uh, Flaherty, um, you know, he was used really into it and he was like, oh, you got to see it. You know, and we're obviously all hereditary fans. Um, and so, yeah, well, I, uh, you know, we went with Jen, went to go see it at a Coolidge. It was the only theater we was still playing in like this summer. And I, mm-hmm. I wanted to see it in the, in the theaters. I just hadn't had a chance. And, you know, it's one of the smaller theaters in Coolidge, which is cool. It's like intimate, like small projection. But, um, you know, we were talking about it, and I was like, okay, so you like it? And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah I like it. He's like, yeah, no, it's, a, it's a little, you know, not great movie to see with your girlfriend, maybe. And I was like, oh, okay, you know. Yeah, no, it's not. I mean, yeah. It's not. Wow. Because it's, is- it's definitely, it's about, you know, it's about, like, essentially about breakups and about, like, communication right. in a relationship and, like, lack of empathy. Right. For, like, another person. Like, but it- she, like, she's in a relationship where this guy, she wants to share her feelings with someone who doesn't want to share feelings at all mm-hmm. you know and then she goes into a community that's their entire language is right. based on empathy right you know what i mean so right. she's getting all these things that she needed from this community that she wasn't getting out of her relationship after yeah. this horrible thing happening yeah it's just like and there you know there it is shot well and there's parts of like i i i, I just um 
the way that I described it to somebody was like, oh, yeah, Midsummer. Like, you know, do you want to watch Midsummer or something? And I was like, do you want to watch a movie about um, a woman with severe anxiety and PTSD having like a psychedelic trip for three hours? And they're like, that sounds fucking horrible. I'm like, then you probably don't want to see this movie. I I, I did find it uh, a bit visually draining just because it goes from like so bright to so dark, like so colorful to like so drab, like constantly. But the the palette of the movie as well, you know, constantly daytime, really, you know, just bright, floral, like colorful stuff happening all the time. And I will say, I think definitely the best, like, uh, psychedelic effects i think i've ever seen in a movie that i agree of, with that yeah. that really like represent like kind of how it is yeah to have a trip yeah like it, they, i think they really really nailed that totally uh, but there's just something uncomfortable that even comes with that to me i like yeah if you've done psychedelics before and the fact that it's so accurate to what like representing that visually mm-hmm. that's impressive but it's also just, it's i don't know it's not what i'm like looking for in a movie i'm, I'm not into like darkly psychedelic drug movies yeah. it's not my cup of tea this this just wasn't my cup of tea. I, I I I I really felt like it was you know at, at first it was funny and spot on poignant and like okay I see they're taking on like relationships in 2019 and the texting and the how the texting can be emotionless and shit gets lost in translation and anyone that's been in a relationship in the past decade understands that so I was like okay this is. I, I get it, but then I just felt like, man, this movie is fucking taking a long time to get anywhere, and okay, I know that something's going to happen. When the fuck is it going to happen? By the time shit starts happening, I was like, man, fucking now the shit starts happening, and it yeah. was a little underwhelming and just drawn out to me. It just felt like very kind of like, I don't know, uh, you know, like kind of... <laughs> He like he was maybe having more fun making the movie, and it was more like a cathartic experience for him. It seems so. I, I think it was definitely a cathartic movie. But I mean, that's also kind of I think why Bonner would love. Like I was like coming off a breakup, you know, and like, like okay. watched the movie, and I was kind of con- like connecting to like all these sure. ideas. Yeah, like in the movie. But also that being said, it is a little drawn out. Like I, I that's why I kind of want to watch this new cut because I feel like there's a, a lot of things that we don't see. Yeah that happen it's just a you lot of stuff I mean? happens at the end and if they had i i, I think the pacing was bad and, it, and if they could have included some of those weird parts at the end like scattered throughout the movie it would have held my attention better yeah rather than just being really drawn out and then a bunch of crazy shit happens in 10 minutes uh, that's that wasn't great pacing it was something i wanted to bring up with you on the podcast i've been thinking about you know 2019 was crazy was we got the this the um all these first-time directors that w- had these breakout movies jordan peele uh ari oster um eggers robert eggers all have a movie this they year. all came out with their sophomore movie this yeah. year and i my opinion is that they all kind of didn't really live up to the first movie they seemed like they they would the director got a little bit too self-indulgent trying to work on their and the studio gave them all this freedom where hey you you came out of nowhere and delivered us a really successful movie you can be as artsy farty as you fucking want especially with like Eggers is the lighthouse it's tough you know hey, Eggers the lighthouse is tough but yeah. i did i do think it's my favorite out of all three of those um for for me it's us yeah i liked us i i didn't think I it think, was as I good think, as get out but i like it i think, uh, I like I think it a lot. us is the is the easiest yeah movie out of all three of i'll them. watch you know us I mean? again i i am in no rush to watch midsummer or the lighthouse yeah again. i i i just at midsummer and uh lighthouse are very challenging yeah i think they're challenging movies but i always like that because sure. it's like i want I, like i want to understand this movie and and figure it out because I like I like it, but I don't necessarily like. 
super understand. I mean, I think I have a good grasp on Midsummer, but the lighthouse is something I need to like, For sure. approach again. Yeah, that's that's but, true. I'm yeah. I'm I'm okay with challenging movies, but um, the payoff needs to be there, which wasn't there for me in Midsummer. W- with the lighthouse, it worked better because the performances were so engaging. Like yeah. watching Defoe as an old deranged pirate. He's, awesome. He's amazing. <laughs> it's incredible. It's worth watching. Just it, farting and screaming and <laughs> drinking like this. Like insane. There's drinking base money oil. Yeah. You're right, right. What do they drink I at the end? When they, it's oil. They just start yeah. like just. I wanted more bur- seer birds in it though too. I got to say the marketing was all built around that fucking seagull, and the seagull's barely in it. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I was expecting kind of like a birds kind of vibe, and it wasn't there. Yeah, there's some weird stuff going on. But it's it's cool. The black and whites used really well. The shadow effects, the shots of the lighthouse at night. I mean, it's an artsy fartsy fucking movie. Yeah, it gets into some like. <laughs> I don't know. There, there's some like mythology that he's taking from, and like yes, there's definitely some there. some of the uh, like, um, he's throwing, like Poseidon. Stuff from, like stuff. Yeah, he's throwing like a like a Prometheus yeah. and uh, you know, and Proteus. Is, I think that will, both of them are supposed to be, which they don't mix together in mythology, but they put them together. Kind okay. of this thing is kind of what they're supposed to be, right? You know, like Prometheus, you know, stole the light. The soul fire and gave it to humans. Was like, right. like you know, he is denied access to sure okay. the light. You know, it's, it's kind of like this whole like weird thing. And there's also a lot of like uh like homoerotic stuff going on. In the yeah, movie, you know, right. that they kind of just like gleam. You're kind of wondering like, are they gonna know? just start like, like yeah. fucking? Like, yeah, yeah. There's a couple moments where you're like, yeah, what well, are they gonna? Yeah, are they gonna kiss right now? And it's like right. you know, almost you know. Yeah, but that yeah, the performances make it interesting enough, and there was some cool music cues. Um, but I I think that all three of them are just kind of example of a director maybe getting a little bit ahead of themselves, and maybe yeah. like if they had utilized a little more restraint, like they did in their breakout movies, then they might have been a little bit better. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. I um, I will say, the fourth person in that group. Who didn't follow up with a? Uh, well, I guess there, there's different timelines, but uh, under the Silver Lake, which is the guy who did it, follows. Uh, oh, okay. R- r- uh, Robert David Mitchell. I'm not I think sure his name is, but he a uh, fantastic movie, great. Okay. Like cool. L.A. noir, mm-hmm. like modern noir film. Yeah. Uh, and also, I gotta say, Uncut Gems, I think, was like my favorite movie of the year. Really? I mean, Parasite is a close number two, but I, I didn't see Parasite really. Uh, Parasite's to. really, really good. Yeah, uh, but Uncut Gems, I, something about that movie. Yeah, I heard great things. I've watched it twice. I, I, I love it. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah, it's an insane movie. The yeah. Safdie brothers are really fucking cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's been getting great, great reviews. Um, I, I, I definitely want to see that. That wasn't a movie I was like racing to the theaters to see, especially with not getting out to the theater as much as I would have liked to this year. I mean, I, I only got to see Star Wars once, and I like really want to go see it again. Ugh, shut up! It's Star Wars, and it sucks. Did you see it? The new yeah, one? of course I did. I saw it by, I saw it by myself. I, I saw it with like a group of friends at a theater where we can get like cheap beers. Oh no, wait, no, I saw it with my buddy. No, me and my buddy want to see it. I, okay. uh, yeah. It's okay. You but can I say saw, that you can. You saw Star Wars by yourself. It's fine. Nobody's judging you on this podcast. Everyone's listening to this podcast on their own. I go see a movie by myself. I don't need these people. <laughs> um, I, I Star Wars is something I need to see. I, I mean, Babu Frick alone was a revelation. Uh, Babu Frick was like the only good part. He's incredible. I like Babu Frick. Uh, he's not a good part. He's incredible. Okay, he's incredible. Thank you. Love Babu Frick. Let's give credit. You don't have to love the new Star I Wars, can't. but let's give credit. Who, where it's who am I? 
to de- deny Babu Frick. Thank you. I won't deny Babu Frick. I, start, I, lo- I love Babu Frick. I feel like I kind of had a small hand in the Babu Frick <laughs> yeah, uh, the, the uprising. Yeah. The old uh, Beeman push. I, yeah. I, I really, a little lift up. A I little, really a got, little glow up for I Babu Frick. I really got behind him. I have a cool Babu Frick t-shirt I got before the movie <laughs> came up. out. I was wearing it at all our shows. Before it came out. Yes. Yeah. Just, all right. I got. Oh, yeah. I found it on Amazon, dude. It's a great shirt. Um, we had a... For our residency, the monthly residency we've been doing in New Haven, we call it Bobo Loco, and that's kind of like a nickname for Rory. It's kind of built around like drummers, and um, but and so we do this group improv at the end. We call it the Bobo Loco Ensemble. But for our Star Wars, we did the Babu Frick Collective. And, uh, <laughs> okay, nice. Did some Star Wars teases and, and stuff like that. The homies Jules, who's been on the show, and uh, Mike Carter, and a bunch of other buddies. But um, uh, there's. Ever since that, I gotta say, I've noticed a lot of Babu people hopping on the Babu bandwagon. A lot um, of posers. It's just like everyone, Baby Yoda was the flavor of the month, and that everyone, and it's like Baby Yoda is yeah for girls and and sure and and but Babu I mean Frick, Babu Frick is for the guys for the boys. It's for the boys. Uh, fellas, the fellas are into Babu. Fellas sound off for Babu Frick. I and and somebody was like. They're like, dude, how did you know? Like, he was gonna be so good, and I was like, I got lucky with how good Babu was because <laughs> yeah. he could have just been really. Yeah, stupid. you put all your, put all your chips in then. Bob, he, uh, Babu's yeah. fucking. I mean, he could have been Jar Jar Binks. Spot. Yeah, but he's incredible. I I do love Babu. For Unreal. He was one of the things that took away that I liked. I like all the things with Ray and Kylo together. Yeah. I love their scenes. Yeah, I, like I think I think when they're together, I think that's the most successful thing about Last Jedi and this movie mm-hmm. is like Ray and Kylo dynamics and them having their like uh you know telepathic like relocating talks i really like those it's cool it's interesting i like when they when they're together but everything else i can just do it out yeah especially in this new one it felt like a giant apology like nothing makes sense like i could go on about this movie for a really long time so i don't want to i know and i don't we don't want to turn it into totally get into that again but yeah it's fine but everything like everyone who isn't kylo and ray kind of just speaks with the same voice you know Mm -hmm. what i mean it's all just like witty whatever the fuck they they're not different they're all it's like one guy writing all these characters and they're all sounding the same because they're just, coming from the same they're just place. trying it's just to, this like yeah. this witty back and forth whatever the fuck that's kind of the jj abrams like, thing though too it sucks dude it's just like poe and finn like they both start off with like their dynamic pot- potential. Is, is frustrating they both start off with the characters with potential yeah. and they just like it's just they might as well not fucking exist i think that uh I, mark gallagher wrote something that i thought was a really spot on um on facebook about it and he's like the the pacing is so just okay now we have to get for, to this net we have to get this so we can get there and then we can do the thing okay well yeah yeah quick quick little quip little, little joke hey ooh, watch out buddy hey watch yeah. out over here here we go you know and it's there's no like time to ever like revel in a victory or no, agonize yeah, right. in a defeat they, the it just goes so and goes fast. and goes it, it's like Aaron Sorkin combined with like cute joss whedon bullshit yeah. you know what i mean and yeah i, t- I agree with that and yeah. i it's really bothersome to me it just yeah. it's i find it so annoying so that's why I think they those... just don't seem like humans you know they're not right. characters they're just they're like, just serving to push yeah. the story forward they're just quickly fucking, it might as well be a giant picture of floating finger guns in the air it's like yeah you know yeah like it does the same thing i i get i get what you mean i think that when it's there's so much like that, it's hard to really have much emotion in it. Like even in in the Force Awakens, um, you know, like what you said, and they started out with potential, like Finn and Poe. Like we we spend time with those characters on their own, and the movie doesn't feel so rushed. And you can start to flesh out these characters and become interested in them and and their identities are coming to light. But 
it, it, it's tough in ensemble movies to do that. I, the Marvel movies do an amazing job of doing yeah. that, where you care about these characters, even though it's this big, loud, exploding ensemble movie. You still like in, Infinity War. Like the End Game was like emotional, more emotionally resonant. I think probably for a lot of people than Star Wars was. One hundred percent, which is crazy. They know <laughs> how to do it. Like I, honestly, I think like I I like all the superhero movies like well enough, mm. but like I think. Honestly, like Infinity War deserved like a script writing like award of yeah, some sort because yeah. just like just what to, they pulled to, off to, to have the scale and like the, the how big the world is and the amount of characters and to be able to spread all that out in a, like a very literate way where it all just works I think is like an amazing feat I think that's yeah what that movie deserves the biggest credit for is like just establishing all these different plot lines and all these huge characters all together and having it just fucking work is like kind of insane to me that I, they, yeah it's it's unprecedented know, and there's so much less in these star wars movies but they can't seem to parse it out yeah it, I, I think a big part of that especially because we already is, you, i think you have an advantage too because it's like we already so familiar with this world and like well, with both, with some of the some you know? people are more are are in that Marvel world. Yeah. I, I think that honestly, what it comes down to is having a big plan from the jump. I think that's what Marvel with Kevin Feige like. They've had a vision. They knew yeah. everything was going to lead up to Thanos. This is movie to movie, you know? like this. This is just undoing all of the last movie. It was like, too much retcon. J.J. Abrams sucks, but I'd rather have had him do all three movies so it could at least have been like yeah. a cohesive thing. Like, yeah, it's just like he spent. This whole movie, I think, just, like, apologizing for the last, even his movie. Like, apologizing for the criticisms from his movie yeah. and from the last movie. Yeah. And it, I don't know. It just, it, they, they needed, they, sh I, I can't believe that with Disney and with their whole, like, all the billion-dollar enterprise of, like, absorbing Star Wars and all the movies and all the plans, you couldn't just come up with an overarching theme for three fucking movies. You really yeah. couldn't do that. You had to go J.J. Abrams, and J.J. Abrams, his whole movie was laying the groundwork. There was all this cool mystery, and here's what I'm sitting over here. And then Ryan Johnson comes on and goes, nah, fuck that, knocks over his play tower, and now I'm going to do this. And then J.J. Abrams goes, oh, hold on, hold on. And he has to put back together his yeah. play tower, but it has to make it a little better because fans on the internet were complaining. Yeah. It was so jumbled. I think he's it's... a coward. I think J.J. Abrams is a coward. I don't he's think it's just J.J. Abrams. I think he's got so many fucking pe I think pulling off what he does with everybody in his ear, the studios, I think what J.J. Abrams yeah, does doesn't want to let anything be like permanent. Like no one can like they just need really to... really die. Like like you know yeah. like like C three PO can't you know can't even have his fucking mind wiped. You know you can't even like do that. <laughs> you know like it was like oh yeah. it was cowardly. You know like right. Oh people get mad if he's you know yeah. <sighs> All right, we're getting too Star Warsy, dude. Let's move it's on. True. It's true. I I it's think true. Va they're valid points. But what I will say, everyone, look up the art and the. uh all the ideas for the Colin Trevorrow script that was originally supposed to happen. Oh, that, that just one. that was just leaked recently, right? Really cool. I wish they would have done all that hmm. stuff. Okay, I really, do want to read that. Really good stuff. I do want to read that. It's the route I wish they went down. Um, I have one more movie that I saw that I hated. Okay. Uh, the new Child's Play. I don't think it was that bad. You didn't think it was that bad? You know, I I'm not a slave to the old movies. I I I I like them. I have a soft spot in my childhood for for child. But I, I started watching them too late in life. You know, I don't have okay. nostalgia for it. But I thought it was fine. Well, so then you can feel you know, like it's fine. I, it was fine. I, I was offended. I grew up renting those movies from the um, uh, from the video store. I think I've probably told this story in the podcast before about how I convinced my dad to drive me to see Bride of Chucky when I was a kid. 
and I got too scared during the previews, mm-hmm. and I made him drive us home. We like walked into the previews, and it was some R-rated scary movie, and I was like, nope, nope, not doing it. Yeah, there's there's a lot of other smaller movies I watched that I won't get into, but um, but but I, what I will say lately before we get into our movies, um, for right now, you gotta see Color Out of Space. Yeah, absolutely. I got, I do. I absolutely it. love Color Out of Space. I think it's great. Nicolas Cage is like. Uh, he's insane, but kind of restrained. I mean, uh, like he's like pretty well. Do you think there's like, gonna be a movie? Like, is he just gonna a do a movie Andy? this the, coming up where he's just like a business guy? Like he's just like a dad. And he's like, I'm just trying to get my life back together. Yeah, like he, yeah. he's just like he. I feel like after Mandy, he's just embraced just Nick Cage, full on Nick Cage now, and he's just a character of himself. He, but I, I don't necessarily like that. So, but like I, I watched it once at home because it is up on torrent. But I do implore you to go see it. In theater, like I saw it in torrent, and then I went to see it in the theater because I really want to support the movie. The movie, guess how much that movie was made for? Color out of space, twelve million dollars. Really? Yeah, nothing. Wow, nothing. So please, and it is... everyone, go see that movie right. because it'd be so easy to recoup the costs. He's right. already going to end up doing another movie. They're doing it with Spectre Vision. They did Mandy. Uh, it's Elijah Wood and this other guy Noah something. It's their production company, and they're starting to put out some good horror movies. Like I watched this movie, Daniel isn't real. That just came out. Okay. That Spectre Vision also put out, and it's, it's fucking fantastic. This Color Out of Space um, uh, poster art is incredible. But it's great. It's Richard <laughs> Stanley's return to film. If you don't know anything about Richard Stanley, I will just say that he hasn't... Yeah, it's fucking awesome. The, the, the poster so cool. art is, is A unreal. lot of the Spectre Vision posters kind of have that same like vibe. It is like very mandy, like same color palette mm-hmm. kind of. But if you don't know Richard Stanley, just the long and short of it is like this is his return to film after 20 years. Um, he w- did two horror movies back in the 80s and was supposed to do Island of Dr. Moreau. That got all fucked up. Watch the documentary about that whole thing called Lost Soul. It's on Amazon Prime. Uh, check it out. Hmm. Just explore Richard Stanley because he's he rules. He's so cool. I love him. It's hard not to love the guy. Uh, and the documentary is fucking fantastic. Falcon What's the documentary did- called? It's called Lost Soul. Lost Soul. Yeah. It's about the uh, making of Island of Dr. Moreau and how he had this great vision and it like the studios pulled away from him and it all fell apart and hmm. it's just crazy a lot going on a lot of stuff because that movie is such a piece of shit yeah the documentary is fantastic cool alright that's interesting uh, but yeah check out Richard Stanley get in his corner because yeah. he's a awesome dude I'm and gonna he, see he's Col- a fucking auteur and like he needs to it's been hard to so s- glad he's hard back to find making this movies movie. again yeah that's great I it, it's definitely I the closest theater to playing it to me was Huntington New York it was an hour and 45 yeah, minutes very limited me. release which sucks if you're in Boston go to Kendall check it out mm. Um, but please, please go see it. Pay yeah. pay money to go see it. Yeah, I'm. Th- this is pretty high on my list, especially after my uh, recent Lovecraft foray. Thanks to you and Will oh, yeah. Portoff. So, um, and I haven't read this one. So maybe if I can find a theater to go see it, maybe I'll try and read the. I, I have a couple collections that it's in. I've never read it. So yeah, it's nice to also bring like you know have some good Lovecraft movies actually happen because people so many people yeah. tried right. A lot of it ends up being very campy. Like nothing. There's not. There's no really, really great Lovecraft movie. Like, yeah. You know, like Reanimator's fun. Yeah. From it's, Beyond is pretty good, but the rest is kind of. It's it, it's not. It's great. hard to do a cosmic it horror. Is very hard and, to do. Yeah. Did Did yeah. you end up seeing that movie that um at, it came out last year, The Endless? Yes, I did. Yeah. Did, did you like it? I enjoyed The Endless. Yeah, it's okay. We'll that's see. fine. Yeah, it's it's fun to watch. I wouldn't watch it again. I definitely won't watch it again. But I think it's. I, I'm glad I watched it. You yeah, know what I mean? uh, yeah. Cult, it's a cult movie. I, I I didn't see the Lovecraft connection in it, really. Not really. You can attach. I mean, p- people are a little too um, 
generous with the idea of the, of cosmic horror. Yeah, you know what true. I mean? And yeah. Lovecraft. You think you just throw a fucking tentacle on something and it's like, oh, it's Lovecraft. Well, it's not. People do. Look at the lighthouse. Yeah. There's yeah. literally a tentacle and some people call it like Lovecraftian cosmic horror. I... I would say it is maybe a little Lovecraftian just because of like, you know, you have the ocean, some of the nautical ocean themes, and, yeah. and just madness. The idea sure, of, right. you know, just yes. like they're going fucking. I agree. I, I think the Lovecraftian but terms. It's not like it, I, I wouldn't necessarily call Lighthouse Lovecraftian. Really. But I can just see somebody seeing a single yeah. tentacle being, oh, it's Lovecraft. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. I, I agree. There yeah. are Lovecraft. People are a sucker for it because people, people love our slaves to Lovecraft. So people try to really attach that moniker to it uh, yeah. whenever they can yeah exactly yeah. so but um, people are eager to use that buzzword but i don't think it, i think they do like an easy they people like to do an easy version especially like there's so many like lovecraft video games or lovecraft right. video games that have come out in like the past couple of years and right. it's all just like yeah we throw a couple of sea monsters and then we're fucking and it's lovecraft and we're lovecraft dude it's right. like you're not really exploring like what he was about right which is racism you know well yeah about true. being racist right so just make movies about being right. racist and <laughs> that, that's the good. new lovecraft yeah yeah well, Colorado Space seems super fucking Lovecraft, so I'm stoked to check that out. Yeah, it, it, yeah, I I, uh, I think you'll love it. Yeah, I think you'll. Really I'm excited. Love it. I think it's it. really going to be up your alley, I'm and excited. I think it'll be up a lot of people's alleys. Speaking of up my alley, mm-hmm. one one last movie I want to mention before we get into our features, and th- I haven't seen this yet. This is just a movie that just came on my radar. Have you heard about the Deep House? I have. That looks cool. Yeah. What a weird idea, huh? Underwater haunted house. Yeah. French horror movie. Yeah. yeah. That's that's all I need. That looks really cool. I'm excited. 2021. It's getting a French release. I'm not sure about a wide release, but also I gotta say for this year, uh, I got no Korean horror on my plate. I didn't see a lot of Korean horror this. You mean coming out, or did you see much? I didn't. I, I didn't, didn't really see much. any. I mean, yeah. I saw Parasite. Some people right. say that's horror-ish. I don't really think so. But right. it is great. It's I yeah. implore you to watch Parasite, of course. Yeah. Also, that movie's definitely like, that movie's that. fucking amazing. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. Yeah, I feel like the past, like for as long as we've been doing this podcast, like we've had a lot of uh, every Korean. year we've at least had some like really good Korean horror to sink our teeth into. But like I, I haven't. Uh, maybe I, mean, I just haven't been watching enough. Maybe I haven't been looking for it. Enough, well, like you know? a year or two ago, we were mm. so gung ho on this whole golden age yeah. of horror. I mean, are we gonna have to renege or? Is, is horror becoming know. a shit genre again? I don't is this know. the turning point in that last podcast? Yeah. We started at the at the precipice of the golden age, and yeah, now it's I think just. We, I think maybe we like gleamed it. You know, like I said, there's so much hope, and we're seeing these guys. Make... I think that we were totally right. I think what we had this our discussion earlier. I think that all these first time horror movies, horror directors came out with these breakout movies that were yeah. critical and financial successes, and then they kind of you know sophomore slump, whatever. Um, but I I know they're like so just maybe it's boomerang. Maybe it's going around because I mean it's still hot. The, like yeah. the amount of horror that came out the, yeah. last year was yeah, true. crazy. Yeah, a lot. I think there's a lot to I, go through. We in need 2019. we need more to get back to the when we did our last list, the 2019 mm-hmm. year, or with that that I guess would have been 2018. Yeah, yeah. Um, w- w- there were so many like original horror ideas that were so exciting. You don't want to see too many of these franchise things. I, the the Conjuring, I, I, some of the Conjuring movies I like, but it, it it's way too many movies. Yeah, it's like it part two. I don't, I didn't really care about it. Oh, know, it, like, I, I I liked it part two. Um, it it, it actually I read the book this fine. year, and was blown away by the book. And yeah. so the movie impressed me because I really was expecting something worse. The the book you want to talk. Very, very loyal. I yeah. mean, well, you just you want to talk about like cosmic horror. I mean, uh-huh. it the book. I, I was glad I read some Lovecraft before reading it because it gets into some wild cosmic terrain in the yeah. end, and it's 
some batshit crazy stuff. Like really yeah, you know, incredible. Like turtle, that turtle god. Turtle, and, like, yeah. All you, the you, other co- stuff. Yeah, they're like fighting of, like, anamorphous yeah. objects, like throwing them, like flying through the uni- like the galaxies. I mean, fucking wild. Yeah. It didn't get quite that out there, but I thought they were gonna completely just eschew that in favor of some like studio fanning, like. Like, they all hug each other's kids again, and it ends or something. Yeah. But they, it was a little bit... It took risks that I didn't expect. So I liked it, Chapter 2. I have to Fair see enough. it again, but I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a little repetitive, but it didn't yeah. need to be that long. I think they just kept, kept just, you know... I agree. kind of get it. Didn't have to be that and long. And, you know, they weren't exploring any new things. Right, right, right. Um, But, yeah, so, I yeah, l- l- I, I just hope for 2020 we can get back to some maybe smaller I, original concepts and less of the franchise and less of the books i mean the stephen king shit obviously isn't going anywhere but um i i like seeing his stuff as shows too the outsider has been really good the stand is coming out this year outsider is cool yeah i am excited about Stephen new Stephen King heyday, which is not. Really I like the outside. Stephen. I didn't see that coming again. I, but you know, but it's cool. Nice. The, the Stephen King. So, there's so much thing to go through that hasn't even ever been made. Into. Right? Yeah, sure. And you it know. works in, as a, as like an HBO format. It works. Yeah. Don't it doesn't you know? Don't try and cram it all into a movie. You know, you can make yeah. it work as a show. So, give us more Stephen King HBO shows and give us more um, independent kind of or not not necessarily. It doesn't have to be independent art house shit. Just original horror stories. Original ideas. Yeah. That's what we need. All about baby. That's what we're asking for in so our I comeback episode. We got, we got a good start to this year so far. Like I said, I loved Colorado Space. Mm. I think Daniel's and Real is really good. Um, okay, right. I heard I that. Know. I watched Underwater. It's fine. Oh, that's also another thing where it's like, is it horror underwater? I mean, it was the marketing was pretty weird. It for is, it. and it's also literally they just like shoehorn Lovecraft thing. And like I said, like literally Cthulhu is in the fucking movie. Really? There's just a tentacle. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Wow. I mean. Yeah, sorry for doing that. Right that's okay. There. It kind of like, makes me want to see it more. I know. It's in the theaters. Like, I shouldn't be swallowing a movie that's like in theaters. I just downloaded a can of it and watched People it, know like, what this podcast is. They're, I know. We're I'm not sorry. afraid of I'm spoilers here. It's okay. underwater. I know it's not going to fucking blow your brain. Well, like, you know what? I didn't, that, It was still fun to watch. I like, didn't want to like see it, like but good, now I do. It's like a good popcorn movie, but like literally just like throw Cthulhu in at the fucking hit. I'll watch like, it. Yeah. It's, it's, it was fine. It's worth a watch. I want, like, it's an, like I said, it's a movie I won't watch again, but like I didn't mind watching it. I hope it's like the South Park Cthulhu. Yeah, yeah. Like the really <laughs> shitty 3D yeah, model. Like, yeah, like a man bear pig. <laughs> um, I'm gonna write that. We, I'm, I'm, I'm writing it down though. Yeah, and then we water. got um, we got the lodge coming out next month. Which oh is yeah, I'm very excited about. Okay. Um, and what else? I I also I just downloaded In Fabric, which is a movie I'm very excited to watch. In it's Fabric. Very, uh, it's a very like it seems like a very giallo, weird uh, mm-hmm. Italian style uh, new horror movie about like a, a killer dress. Okay. It's a dress that murders people. Killer somehow. dress? Yeah. Okay, that's fire. So, uh, pretty cool. And also, uh, Come to Daddy, which is something I watched the trailer for today. Sounds like it'd be I up here, Alan. comes out next week. Elijah Wood's in it. It looks awesome. People are saying this movie is uh, amazing. Come, Come to, Daddy. to Daddy. Come to Daddy. It's a great Aphex Zone album. Yeah. Uh, so... So should we get in the movie? Should I do the intro for what we're going to be doing here? Yeah, totally. So this is our comeback episode. So we're going to explore uh, comeback slash movies. Comeback slashes, baby. So after these franchises stagnate for a long time, they stop making movies. A lot of times they'll come back with something a little wacky. So we're going to be doing New Nightmare. Uh, Wes Craven's New Nightmare. We're going to be doing Halloween H2O and Jason X. Uh, We'll do them in chronological order. So first up, we will do... New Nightmare. You ready, Luke? Yeah, let's do it. New Nightmare, baby. New Nightmare.
like to tell about this guy you all know me and he's scared as hell he comes to me at night after i call into bed he's burnt up like a weenie and his name is fred he wears the same hat and sweater every single day and even if it's hot outside he wears it anyway he's home when i'm awake but he shows up when i'm sleep i can't believe that there's a nightmare on my street Wes Craven's New Nightmare. New Nightmare. Here we go. So this came out in um, 1994. Directed, obviously, and written by Wes Craven. And uh, it stars Heather Langenkamp and Robert England as themselves. Langenkamp. It's very... Langenkamp? Langenkamp. It's a G. It's it's L-A-N-G. Langenkamp. I think Langenkamp, yeah. Um, The brief synopsis is uh, for New Nightmare... Jack Skellington, king of Halloween Town, discovers Christmas Town, but his attempts to bring Christmas to home cause confusion. Oh my God! Wow. <laughs> yeah, I must have missed that part. Yeah, that's a bit. We- oh, sorry. No, that's wrong. That's the Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, that's New Nightmare. That's Wes Craven's mm-hmm. New Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, he did do that movie. I <laughs> thought. All right, I forget about that. It's a Wes. A lot of people. It's that's the thing with Nightmare Before Christmas. Everyone thinks it's Tim Burton. It's Wes Craven. Wes Craven. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. 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 Um, Demonic Force has chosen Freddy Krueger as its portal to the real world. Can Heather Langenkamp play the part of Nancy one last time and trap the evil trying to enter our world? Um, did you see this movie as a kid? Was this uh I saw this movie. Were you a little Freddy boy when I was a teenager? Because like I, I told you okay. before, I have a big blind spot for slashers. Slashers, yeah. but for some reason, I saw this mm. uh, when I was younger. Yeah, and remember kind of liking it, but also thinking it's still stupid. Yeah. I watching it again doesn't hold up as well as I it mm. did in my head. Mm-hmm. Uh, what the the scene that I always remember is because this movie is just like a meta, it's a meta horror about you know it's a movie within a movie like Wes Craven. Yeah. Um, I think I think this movie really was Wes Craven. You can see him playing with the idea of Scream. Yes. You know, I think this is really the seeds. You can see the seeds starting to grow yes. in his head about what Scream is yes. in this movie. 100%. Uh, like, totally. Yeah. Totally. He's just, like, beelining into that direction. This is, like, a misfire, but I think it's right. good that he kind of, like, was toying with these ideas here. Right. So, yeah. I, well, I have a theory on that. Okay. Um, Give it to me. Okay. So, <clears throat> quick background for this movie. I liked the Freddy movies as a kid. I, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I'm a slasher boy. I've always liked the slashers. I grew up with them. I still like them. Um, Nightmare is kind of the third of three for me. It's Halloween. It's J, you know, it's Michael Myers, it's Jason, and then it's Freddy for me. Mm-hmm. And it's not really that close. Like, I love most of the Halloween movies. I love most of the Friday 13 movies. Nightmare on Elm Street, I love the original. I can't say I love any of the other ones, really. Yeah, it gets a little off the... Uh, they get pretty bad, yeah. you know? And uh, and, and it's... In, uh, and, I mean, Freddy's Revenge is okay. The second one, he comes in the real world. Dream Warriors is regarded by a lot as the best People sequel. People love Dream Warriors. People, Freddy fans love Dream Warriors. Mm-hmm. It's Wes Craven is back. Heather Langham is back. I can't remember it. I don't know if I saw it. It came out in 87. Okay. But uh, then, like, the ones after it, like, The Dream Master and The Dream Child, 88, 89, those are interchangeable, and they're very stupid. And it's when Freddy became camp, and it's not scary anymore. It's slapstick. It's dumb. And then Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare, is, like, really stupid. And I can only remember parts. He flies around as a witch at one point. It's, like, a very maligned sequel. 
Um, and so then, you know, th- then Wes Craven's new nightmare is the comeback slasher. Um, it's, you know, it's there, there's only about a three year gap here. The final nightmare in 91, everyone thought it was just done. It was dead. So I think what it was is it was, um, 94 was the 10 year anniversary of nightmare on Elm street. And these, like we were saying earlier with emo bands, bands doing, I mean, movies are the exact same way. Studios want to cash in on the anniversary. And so they could have just re-released it with like George Lucas adding in some CGI toads or something like that, or yeah, George, some dobacks, some dobacks flying around for yeah. Freddy to it's crawl around, crawl around. to cut apart. Right, right. Um, but they like somehow, and here's where my theory comes into place: got Wes Craven to come in and write and direct another one. Um, so as a kid, I liked this movie because it was creepier than the other ones. Freddy was like not scary to me as a, as a kid, but this movie was marketed as like a darker, more evil Freddy. Yeah, because he cuts out like I guess what Wes Craven wanted, like he, what he always wanted for the characters. Like they, he only got like funny and Later. stupid after. Right, he's not the that, first one. In the first one, he's just he's not that punny in the first. He he's got like a sick yeah. sense of humor, but he's not not everything he says. Does he even, is a call, pun. Did he, does he even say bitch once in the first no, one? No, I don't think so. Yeah, you know. He does. Uh-oh. He does say "bitch" in this one. He and he says yeah. "bitch" in every one after. Ah, bitch! Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna get you, bitch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think ah. it started in um, Dream Warriors, where he smashes the girl's head through the TV and goes, "Welcome to primetime, bitch." Yeah, yeah. He loves, which to is say still bitch. a great line. Yeah, which is fun. I mean, I don't <laughs> yeah. know. I think Freddie cusses too much. Like I like when Chucky cusses because yeah, he's a me doll. Too. Me too. And that's yeah. fine. Yeah. Like yeah, watching yeah. the scene where like yeah. she's like, talk, talk to me, right. talk to me. I know you can talk to him. He's like, you fucking bitch. Yeah, I'm you like, you. <laughs> like, I'm like, ah, yes, dude. Yeah, no, that's awesome. You're totally right. Yeah. And and, and I gotta amend my um, my list before when I said uh, Chucky's three for me. Freddie is four. I okay. Ch- yeah. Chucky's yeah. one cut below Jason for me. I I'm more of a fan of the Child's Play movies. Yeah, fair enough. Um, but so okay, so I think that this movie, when you watch it, you know, it it doesn't feel like a, a Friday, uh, like a Nightmare on Elm Street movie because Freddy's not Freddy. He's supposed to, he's like an ancient evil in this one. So I I and it doesn't feel like um a nightmare movie. So I I think that this movie is more interesting when you look at it from the context of being like a scream prototype than a Nightmare on Elm Street sequel. That's a that's an excellent word for it. That's kind of I guess, the thing what I was searching for. Prototype, yeah, a, pro- a prototype. This is a prototype scream. One Everything, one hundred percent. And it's not just the meta. Way. I mean, the, yeah. I for, I literally I've seen this movie a lot. I, I forgot that the whole first half is just about her de- getting terrorized by print by um, obscene phone calls. Yeah, I mean it's so Which on is the nose. That scream. also happened to she wanted Heather Loggenkamp. Lincoln Camp wanted that in the movie because she did have a stalker, mm, right? Yeah, in right, real yeah. life, like a lot of us mirrors are real life you know and yeah um i mean if you guys haven't seen the movie just to like um i guess spell it out for you is that all these people are playing themselves Wes craven's playing himself yeah heather is playing herself uh robert england is playing himself who plays freddie and there's like he is invading the real world like these movies have all existed they exist in this world, and she acted in his movies in this world, and it's our world. And but there's some type of like demon that has lived through, like that that lives through art right. somehow. You right. know what I mean? I I hate those scenes because Wes Craven, God bless him, he can't act. Like it sucks. <laughs> that like, scene is like, pretty. Like, tough. What I was trying to say earlier, like that's a scene that stuck with me. Yeah. That I always remember is him like sitting down, like 
Garth's real. Freddy's coming off the page. The pages. He he's like kind of he's an ancient demon. Like like there's an ancient demon that lives on through something about there is one way that he can be story. There is some the only one gatekeeper, so to speak. He likes being Freddy. The (laughs) you you you're the only one who can tell him Heather. It's like you wrote this, man. Like come on, dude. Like you wrote the words. Like say the words, right? Like it's uh, man. And right, so so he's been trapped as Freddy Krueger, but he's really an evil spirit. Yeah, some ancient force that lives on through Freddy. Now yeah. that we stopped making the movies, he's unhappy. Like, he's mad. Like, when we were making the movies, the demon was pleased <laughs> right, yeah, to be right. Freddy. Yeah. So, so, I, you know... I think that he. I think it was a cash grab for him. I think it was this. He was appeasing the fans and the studio and making money and really working and finessing this meta comeback of all comeback slasher scream yeah. that was about to shock the world two years later. Yeah, you know? maybe he was doing him a favor, trying to get back in the graces to. And I think know, becoming a bit more relevant with Bob, with Bob himself because like yeah. new dimension. Because was it a uh, new line? Did this is new line? Yeah, new line did scream right? I assume. Um, I don't know. I think they did. Probably. I think they did. Probably, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it makes sense. But so, yeah, it's, you know, he's testing it out. <laughs> like, and it's more interesting in that context to watch. I- I'm sure, like, this movie is really fun. Like, when it came out, if you were a huge fan of the original and seeing these characters play themselves, like, that's, it's like a like an anniversary show on, like, a sitcom. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because he's doing, like, all the old tricks that he's done before, you know, like, the great, great like, uh, doing long tongue stuff, you know. Yeah, he's right, like yeah. Opening. He's it's a doing, lot of callbacks. He, yeah, he's original. doing like a snake mouth. Mm-hmm. Uh, his new de- he has a new design though that I think yeah. is cool. Yeah, I but enjoy I enjoy the new Nightmare Friday design. I don't like the peacoat. The peacoat. I think the peacoat's fine. He's wearing a fucking peacoat, man. Like Freddy, dude. Come on. A, you're wearing yeah. a knit sweater. You need a peacoat on it. It's not Boston, dog. Like you can just you can just wear the sweater. It's cold, man. He's in it's real not, life it's now. Not, it's in Southern uh, California is where the movie takes place. Luke, this is real now. <laughs> he has to wear a coat. Yeah. He's gonna stay warm. I I think the um the design of like the head and stuff is kind of cool. It's different. Yeah. That's why that's why I like the most. Yeah, the head is is it's cool. Weird. It's it, it's very Star Trek. Yeah, it, it it's true. It's more alien than burn victim. Yeah, or, which depending it, on your preference, it reminds me of uh, what is it? Alan Rickman's character in Galaxy Quest. Oh yeah, you know he's got that about? annoying on the back of his yeah, head. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, he's got he's that kind making, of thing going. You know, on. Galaxy Quest won the Oscar for uh, makeup and effects. Really? Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, no I rules. I think it was just Sigourney Weaver's blonde hair. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> that really did it. A nice wig. Yeah, nice cool weave. Um, well. Right, and so I don't. With these movies, I think we're kind of like we talked about beforehand. We're, we're gonna we're more interested in talking about them in the context of a comeback slasher and what it kind of what was the thought making process behind it and all that. We're not gonna give you like a scene by scene analysis of this movie. Yeah. They frankly don't deserve it. We never, <laughs> like, we, we've never done that really we, before. But we've like, never also, done that either. But there's not a lot to talk. There's about. There's not a lot of plot to dig into as far here. as like what they really yeah what really happens. It's not like none of these movies are that f- like fun. Or, yeah. or good, <laughs> yeah. but like yeah. the ideas of them, I think, are interesting. Well, yeah. I you know, well, some 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 of them are better than others that yeah. we're gonna get into. Um, yeah, I mean, like I'm you know just taking like note. I'm looking at my notes. I went down. Um, <laughs> Heather's frantic morning. I wrote in all caps because it's really just a lot of Heather having a frantic morning for the first for half Dylan. hour. Oh, also, Dylan, also, ah, now there's an earthquake. Oh, now my son is give screaming. Me, uh, give me. Uh, a Price is Right guess uh, 
how many times to say Dylan in this movie? <laughs> oh, do you have an answer? I do have an exact answer. 109. Ooh, you're over 103. Wow. Close, though. Yeah. You're very close. <laughs> it was over 100. 103, baby. Yeah. Dylan! And it's just Dylan. her fucking screaming oh, it. Oh, my God. And, and, and she cannot act. She is I awful. I think she's come into herself a little bit. No. She, I think she looks great. She does look good, you know. But she was really young in ten years earlier. Yeah. you know. I mean, she's just like in her thirties. She's a she's a baby. How much acting has she done in between? You know. I think we all know who the best actor in this was. Wes Gage, dude. Gage. Gage. It's Gage. Oh, the, really? The kid's Gage. The kid is Gage. Oh, it reminded me of something. Oh yeah. He more reminded me like the kid from The Ring. You know the it's, way he acted. And he also. And was I'm doing, kidding. He's not a good child but actor. They but doing, so like, they were doing like they. What they were doing was kind of all over the place because, like, there was a lot of exorcist stuff happening in this movie with the kid, and also a lot of shining stuff going on with the kid. The omen, too, I would a little bit, I would say. It's almost more omen than exorcist yeah, he, to me. He, well, he's, kinda, he's not like possessed, but he's but he is. He's being like he's terrorized. acting like that. He's like throwing up and like, like, fucking seeing <laughs> stuff. Like, I'm gonna, Freddy's coming. Yeah, he. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's a child possession movie more than it is a nightmare movie. Which, which, I, which I take issue issue with too. I, I, I don't like kid possession movies, and that's what this movie kind of gets into that territory. But if you watch it from the aspect of that gate, it's the kid from Pet Cemetery. The scene where he goes running into the highway is unreal entertainment. Oh, it, it's it looks so bad. <laughs> I, <laughs> it's I, just so obviously a screen. I like, put it on it's... my Instagram story of just like damn, like kid cannot stay out of the road. Yeah, yeah, like, he goes r- when when Freddie like it, it is comes really out of the Freddie comes out of the, out of the cloud. Like, Let me grab you. <laughs> like, like, my hook. Yeah. He's got his hook and he's swinging him. And when you can't see Freddie, when you see like what the normal people see, it's just Gage swinging above the highway as like trucks drive <laughs> yeah, through. Like, what the fuck? So yeah. ridiculous. That was that shit was loud. La- watch that i just kept rewinding it and watching it it's pretty funny that was really funny um <laughs> yeah i mean <laughs> the, the also what i remember from this movie is the scene of the babysitter getting killed in the hospital that's a memorable scene it's actually a pretty good it's set pretty piece good. it's a good kill i like it i do too i remember that part well I mean, from yeah, as that, a kid i think that holds up as like a cool it, it's well shot uh, because it, he, he's walking on the walls and you're you know mm. When you're seeing it from the kid's perspective, like Freddy's just kind of on the wall, like "Hey, you little fucker!" Like, yeah, it's like like you're actually kind of doing something like at least a little bit complicated, like shooting wise, right, right, to make this fun kill yeah. happen. You know, you're rotate, you have a room, you're rotating, and stuff. right? Yeah, it's cool. It's a good it, set piece. It's interesting. That's about it, though, yeah. in terms of like creative kills and set pieces. I don't know why they. Like they made all the doc, all the nurses seem like they're like evil, and they're like, they ter- are, like and they're they terror, they're terrifying. Yeah, it's like why do why are you making these nurses seem like villains? They do, that's like a horror movie like, trope. Like, I feel ratchety. like yeah, they make like, the doc- oh, all these old nurse women. They're all mean. And I evil. think it's because we're supposed to be seeing the movie through the eyes of Heather. And she is trying. She's being. That's true. A, that's, that's you know. That's fair. They're pinning it on that's her, fair. and like she's the bad one. But we all know she's innocent. And nobody believes. Also, her. looking at the MDB for this, I realized I didn't realize Lynn Shay is Bob Shay's brother who or is, sister. I don't know who that so is. So Bob Shay, he is. He runs new. He runs New Line. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah sure, okay. Sure, sure, so sure. he runs New Line. He's in the movie. He's got like she talks to him. He's in the that's movie. the executive the guy. Yeah, yeah, Bob yeah. Shay. And uh, Lynn Shay, yeah, she's in all of the uh, uh, what's Insidious movies. She's oh. she's a nurse for like a second. Okay, but she's in 
a, a bunch of horror movies. She's like yeah. a horror actress. And I didn't know she was Bob Shea's sister. That's pretty yeah. strange. I don't know that either. It was I'm nice. Sure. Hey, fun. It's um, not nice, but it's fun. Bob Shea gives me the creeps. I feel like that guy. <laughs> yeah, I mean. You know, I feel like he. if I like lost weight and just kept aging, like I'll be him. Like I'm just going to be fat Bob Shea. I like that they made him. Like there's so many people in this movie, like you said, like the nerd that are just like needlessly creepy, like the limo driver. Yeah, well, yeah. Why are they? All, <laughs> why is he so creepy? Why is everyone nefarious in this movie? Like they're just regular yeah. people. Yeah, I don't know. I think there's like this weird kind of Hollywood. Like the movie is so kind of you know like it's it, I mean, it is L A. It's got this L A. thing, and it's kind of like L A. is a shitty place, and creepy and gross. Right, right. I think that that they're really trying to get into that like '80s Hollywood bad place kind of vibe. Yeah, so it works for that. You know, I. I, I I do have to say that like in the pantheon of nightmares, this movie um, is does work because like the the script does kind of work. There is a story we do see what's kind of happening. Whereas in other Fridays, like the stories are just so batshit and all over the place. I I think out of the three movies we're gonna talk about tonight, this somehow works the best. Even though it's like an insane idea for a movie that mm. hasn't really ever been done. Right. Like it, before it, yeah, this, it, you know I think what it's I mean? cool it's that Wes Craven pulled off something interesting. He really yeah. tried. He really yeah. tried to do something different, and it, and it didn't fall flat on. It's not like the greatest movie ever, but it's not like terrible. It's really it's not. It's not terrible. Yeah, there's for, there's nightmares that are terrible. This one isn't. It's interesting. Yeah, it's interesting to at least just watch him try to like execute this idea. Yeah, and it, and so, like I said, it's it's, it's so just more interesting in the context of Scream, where he's seeing, oh yeah, this I can break the fourth wall. I, the more meta I make it, the more like these young hip '90s audiences will get it. You yeah. know, I think you see him like trying that out. Yeah, which I'm glad he did. I'm glad he got out all all the the kinks. I, I kind of am too. I mean, you know, I I, I think that Sc- Scream is one of my all time favorite slashers, um, and I think it still holds up. The original, I mean. I think the franchise kind of gets worse as it goes on. But the original Scream from 96, if th- that shit's on, like, the movie channels, like, Showtime and shit like that a lot, if I'm just chilling at night and Scream's on, I'm watching Scream. You know, it. what's funny is that when we were planning this podcast, you wanted to do Scream 4 instead of Jason X. And now that we have watched all three, I kind of do wish that we did Scream 4 because this movie and H2O both have things to say about scream yeah yeah very much having to do with scream yeah he has comeback movies like we have the prototype yeah. uh, so for new nightmare we have the prototype for scream from Wes craven himself yeah for h2o we have a comeback movie uh, a revival because of scream and trying to compete with scream exactly and be like scream which is such a wild for, full circle for thing. something that's completely not totally yeah you 100%. know percent and uh, so I feel like maybe Scream Four could have been, would have been something like better that we should have done. It would make more sense, but I do kind of want to save it for like a, a meta episode, but not necessarily Scream Four, but at least you know, like talking about Scream in general. I, I think that you, I actually, I know that I had brought that up, but I yeah. think you were right to go with these three movies. Yeah. Be like we said, Scream Four and Wes Craven are both meta, and they're both like kind of self, um, you know, referential and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But to me, Scream Four. There was criteria as I started to kind of take notes and think about these movies and what makes a con- comeback slasher. 
Jason X fits at the the criteria for me of a comeback slasher more than Scream Four did, um, because Sc- you're trying to do something new for a modern audience, like exactly. And because the, it's it's when it's when a, a familiar villain a, a, a gets stale, becomes a a, a parody of itself. The yeah, ideas that's, have that's come so outlandish. Done. Yeah, that's why it's, it's been dropped. It, that's why you fi- need to come back. Exactly. Right? It, they start to do it. They try yeah. to do a a clean slate kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And screen and, and and Jason X is that for um, the Friday Thirteenth. True. But yeah. but the Scream Four wasn't that, and the Scream franchise itself was always a meta <clears throat> a commentary kind of thing. So Scream just doesn't have the the um, the legs as a franchise that the, you know what I mean. Friday Thirteenth yeah. or Jason or um, Halloween or or That's true. Nightmare does. That's true. So it, it it makes for an interesting discussion, but um, no, I I think these movies all they share the biggest thing they share is it's a way it's a refresher after the franchise gets stale. Yeah, how do we reintroduce uh a semi like new audience you know we're trying to make it we're trying to bring this back and have a new audience enjoy it which is not something that i think this even wanted to do i think that i don't i don't don't think think that's what this wanted no i don't think they were trying to get new fans jason x were the that but not this i think this was just a sequel of just wanting to do a, a, a nightmare. It's not like it's a rebooting yeah. or like making it so it can go on. It's pretty self-contained. It's not like you continue like after this. You know, it's just right. another weird experiment I, with the Nightmare on Elm Street. I think that this and so this movie came out in '94. So this was and this kind of almost serves as like a um or well I know we're gonna do the fry the Jason X as the last movie, but um you know like the 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 movie that came out before this was um ninety. Three was it as final? Okay, no, no. Freddy said the final nightmare was ninety nine, and then Jason goes to hell. The final Friday was ninety three, and after those movies, it was supposed to be the setup to J- Freddy versus Jason. That movie was in development hell for ten years. It didn't come out until 03. Oh, Jesus Christ! Ten years. Ten for, years. For that. <laughs> I mean, did, I, it, J- I'll yeah. talk about this more with Jason next. But Jason goes to hell. The final Friday ended with. Freddy's glove oh, yeah. coming comes out, out and, and pulls the mask, J- right, right? Gotcha. and that was supposed to be a no, very right. direct setup, that. yeah, to to Freddy vs Jason. But it was in development hell for so fucking long. That's why they made J- Jason X tip doesn't necessarily fall under the comeback slasher as much as it, it, Jason X wasn't. Do you think they're trying to re- retain rights? It wasn't. I think the part of that had probably at, a right retaining at that point. They, they um nightmare and new line like a pair. I think it was Paramount. They had were were in this feud. They weren't allowed to use a Nightmare on Elm Street in the movies. They they could only say Freddy. That's why it's called Freddy's Dead, the final nightmare. They weren't allowed to say a nightmare before. Interesting. Uh, so I, I think that pays, um, comes to play but Jason X was an interim movie they knew Freddy vs. Jason was coming out the next year and they were just like well we can set a movie in the future so it's weird okay. these, mo- these, these these get dicey but all this studio play and stuff it also has to do with when the franchise gets stalled and, and why these movies come out and, and it's interesting because it plays into the franchise and the I can't believe the movie was in hell for that long because especially everyone was already like way over those crazy right like no one like really cared like, it was no, a whole new audience no one's like all of a sudden we're going to do yeah Freddy vs. Jason like way past their yeah. prime yeah, it's a long time for a movie to be yeah. in in development hell. Yeah, for sure. Because if that hit like right at the right time, like right after both those things ended, that probably would be have way sh- better reception. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
So, so yeah, I mean, that's, uh, you know, I, I think that it was just the studio wanted to do, they do something for the 10 year anniversary. Luckily they had Wes Craven. I think he wanted to get some money and to be working on this new concept he has. And then he reinvented the slasher two years later, which is pretty cool. I like it. It's interesting. It happened. Yeah. All right. Let's, uh, you want to move? Yeah. So Halloween H2O is next no, up. Not. You want to give it some ratings here? Oh, sure. Sure. Yeah. I did. I did write down a rating. Uh, I have so many notes on this movie. I don't know why. Uh, w- one thing I guess worth kind of mentioning that I, that I, I thought about was they kind of, there's some similarities to Freddie and Pennywise in this movie. Okay. Um, they get, they make Freddie out to be this ancient evil. That's just kind of taking a familiar form, Yeah. which is essentially what Pennywise is in it. Um, an ancient evil that takes the form of this clown to terrorize kids. And as I was thinking that and writing that down as a note, when they're having this discussion, there's a big Stephen King collection of books right behind the guy's head. So I think that's kind of <laughs> a little bit of a Wes Craven nod. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, it, oh, um, <laughs> I wrote down, is he just wish, Wishmaster? <laughs> the new f- Freddy is kind of just a Wishmaster. Like wish you know? I think totally, they kind of took yeah. a little bit from that, yeah, right? Definitely. That design, you know? Wishmaster crossed with Galaxy Quest, and then we got it. <laughs> and and, then, it and then we got it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, the nurse is terrifying. We talked about that. I Peacoat is stupid. Um, oh, oh, the the dream world at the end is is the one memorable. Well, the, the, like the, it. it's like the boiler room temple. It's like Legends of the Hidden Temple meets yeah. the boiler room. Yeah, it's kind of a cool. It set. Reminds me of Tomb Raider. It is very Tomb Raider. Have you ever played Tomb Raider? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and one of my favorite, this has one of my favorite horror movie tropes, a random room with water in it. Yeah, love that. You love jump, that. jump into the water pit. Love back that. Back to real life, baby. That's Why it. is there water there? Don't know. Opposite of fire. He's it, a fire elemental. Okay, yeah. There's a scene in The Nun at the end when it gets to like its over-topped, over-the-top terrible conclusion. At, you know when like when the big bad is fighting the protagonist mm-hmm. and they can't kill the protagonist obviously in a movie so they just throw them around the room a lot yeah hell yeah so there's a lot of that in the nun there's like the nun like rah just kills everyone but then with the main girl just throws her and so at one point she she keeps just throwing the girl into like different rooms and she throws them in her into one room and it's just a pool she just goes slow motion lip it's like, oh, so why fun. is there a, a nun, pool a nun in pool. this old 18th century church? Old convent, yeah. Oh, God. Um, okay, that's all the things I wanted to talk about. It um, For rating, I gave this um, 6.5 out of 10. I think that um, it, it's worth watching in the pantheon of uh, the, the Nightmare Before Christmas. Uh, <laughs> I really, you really can't I should get rid of that. Uh, yeah. uh, the, the tab <laughs> is still looking, open on my computer. <laughs> Um, you know, it's, it's worth watching in the, panth- in the pantheon of the nightmare movies. Um, and, and it's one of the better ones, to be honest. In a franchise that has a lot of real shitty movies, this is one of the better ones. Um, but yeah, again, I, it's more interesting to look as a precursor to Scream than a sequel to Nightmare for me. Cool. Yeah, I'll, I'll give it a five. Five, yeah. It's like, you know, watch it. Interesting experiment. Yeah. Not great. If you haven't seen it, but, I definitely recommend it, right? But, I mean... Yeah, you should watch it. You should watch it. And even if you haven't watched any other Nightmare on Elm Street, like I really haven't. Like I'd still mm-hmm. say, eh, no, check it out. Sure. You know, like, if you don't have any skin in the game, of right. course. Like, it's not going to offend you. Yeah, you'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, like I said, it's interesting to watch the uh, the prototype, the seed, the seeds of Scream uh, yeah. get planted. Right. But otherwise, meh. Yeah. It's it, not, not great. But uh, yeah, <laughs> Gage, stay out of the road, my boy. Get out of there, Dylan. What are you doing? Dylan. 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 
My boy Dylan. I'll give this 6.5 Dylans. 6.5 Dylans. Five, five Dylans okay. uh, versus the 103 Dylans that was Craven. <laughs> Five, gave, gave him five so, out of one hundred and three. Yeah, yeah, five out of one hundred and three. <laughs> final, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, final score. <laughs> okay, all right, okay. Decisions to hide. Ah!